Welcome back to Fiat, the podcast for Catholic women. We are Renee and Maureen, and we want to give you reliable and honest information about how to be a modern Catholic woman in the world, but not of the world. Use personal experiences as well as church teachings to motivate you to always say yes to God. Welcome back, ladies. Welcome back. So excited. I, I honestly, I think we should keep doing this every two weeks because this has been nice to have a break in between episodes. <laughs> I am just like weirdly busy, so it's too stressful to record. Yeah. <laughs> but same. it's good to be back. Oh, update. I don't even know. I told you this, right? I got I got a different job for summer, so I'm going to be living at home now. I don't think I told the podcast this, though. So No, you didn't tell the podcast this, but you told yeah. me this. But last episode, I was going on and on about how I have to find an apartment for the summer, and I no longer have to do that. So Yay. I just thought I would update everyone. I will be living in upstate New York on my parents' farm, because if you didn't know, <laughs> I live on a farm. I live on a farm in the middle of nowhere in New York. You wouldn't know it, because you're not cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> not. <laughs> literally just- how she says it. Renee just loves to um, always rub it in how I managed to bring up that I live on a farm in every conversation, which honestly, most of the time it's an accident. It just happens. And then people, people really enjoy hearing about it. So then they bring it up. So it's not my fault. <laughs> sure. like, oh, oh my gosh. So I have to say, so this whole debacle, one of the reasons that I am even, I was even still looking for a summer job this late um, is because I have like a fake brother we call he's like a spiritual brother but he's a seminarian for our diocese but he's from Kenya originally so he doesn't have any like real family in the United States and he has he has like some pretty good friends and like a support system um, but like my mom and he like mutually adopted each other so and then he like also like spiritually adopted our family so he just got ordained to be a priest over the weekend and there's this big thing in Kenya that for their celebrations they always have a goat (laughs) they like they I this is gonna be like if this is a little bit too much for some people like I apologize but that's their dinner like they eat a goat that's part of their celebration um yeah (laughs) I, I I didn't didn't mean to like lower the mood but anyways yeah we um he's lucky that he knows us because we were able to use our farm connections to provide him with a goat and I actually tried some it wasn't bad I was I wasn't gonna have any but um I um decided to expand my boundaries a little bit <laughs> expand your horizons not your boundaries Okay, whatever. Well, it's not like I don't whatever. That's literally the same. There you go. All right, but we're not talking about killing goats today. (laughs) What are we talking about, Maureen? I love love doing that segue so much. It's my favorite part of podcasting. Okay, yeah. Apologies, people. Um, Not being in the same location is really hard. Like I. Ugh, this is a this actually sucks but we uh we didn't come up with a a topic until 10 minutes ago so if this just like is all over the place um you're welcome <laughs> getting that quality yeah. maureen and renee content yes the true yeah. selves unscripted so we're talking about generosity today and yeah. um this actually came up so 
because of the ordination I had some extra family members in town and we always just have like really long conversations when the whole family is around because we don't see each other very much anymore and one night we were laughing over okay so we get the reader's digest it's like a small little magazine has some nice stories in it and it also has like pages with jokes on it and so we were just going through the jokes pages for the most part and and saying them and laughing about them and then somebody was flipping through a little bit more and they saw this one and it was talking about some type of fast food restaurant in the midwest and they had over like the christmas holiday season they had this pay it forward chain that lasted for 900 cars and I guess it like went viral or whatever. And, and that's how it ended up in the Reader's Digest. I don't, I kind of forget the circumstances a little bit. And somebody read that out loud and I was like, oh yeah, I saw that. I think that's really dumb and annoying. And everybody was like, what? <laughs> and nobody agreed with me. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. And so we had this really long discussion about like, well, why do you think that? And, you know, like what's so bad about being generous and stuff like that. So that's just kind of like, we just, I just thought it'd be interesting to like share that conversation with you guys. Cause I thought it was really interesting and illuminating and I'm glad we had it because it's not like it changed my opinion so much, but I did kind of understand why I have this like gut reaction. That's just like, oh, that's weird. I don't like that. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. So yeah. So why do you not like pay it forwards, Maureen? It's a um, controversial opinion. Yes. Um, why thank you, interviewer Renee. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so it, it like it took a really long time, like lots of probing, I guess, you know. I think my biggest thing is that some people would feel pressure to make a decision that maybe necessarily they can't afford. So, you know, there's lots of things that you can do to be a generous person and and maybe money is just not one of them. And now I do think that like, no matter how bad off you are, you can always spare a couple dollars for somebody else if they were in need. Um, but I was thinking, you know, if, if everybody in line has already made the decision to go to, let's just pretend like it's a Dairy Queen or whatever, you know, like they, they already know they have enough money to afford this meal or, you know, even just a snack or whatever. So it's not like in that sense, like you're not, you're not doing anything like super, like someone's in need so like if you see like a homeless person that like genuinely has no money for their next meal and you yourself are really strapped like I'm pretty sure you can always afford like five dollars for that person you know because they have absolutely no money and you at least have some so you can always give a little um but in a pay it forward chain like the other person doesn't necessarily need your generosity so much and so if you are like overall a person that does like good acts and like acts of service and things like that and and maybe you do that because you can't afford to donate to charities and things like that. And then all of a sudden you get stuck in this pay it forward line. And this does happen because I've seen videos of it where you roll up to the window and the cashier inside goes, Hey, we're going to pay it forward line. Would you like to pay for the person behind you or whatever? And because you've been so like directly confronted and you don't want to be the person that breaks the chain, like you feel like you have to pay for the person behind you, even though maybe you just can't, like, it's not something that you could financially do. So yeah, that's my biggest reason. But Mm -hmm. like first thoughts, Renee? 
Yeah, I mean, I think pay it forward chains are just kind of weird. I mean, I don't really, I don't really think about it that often. I'm gonna be honest, but like, <laughs> it is, it is like a fear that I have that one day I'm gonna like roll up through Starbucks and like the family of eight behind me is gonna be like, yes, we want you to pay for it. like, I don't know. I think it's a little strange that like that's considered like cool, but at the same time, I've had someone pay it like pay for mine before. I think if I'm remembering this right, and it was kind of cool. I was like, oh, that's nice. And then I think the lady asked you if I wanted to pay for the person behind me, and I think I said no. <laughs> but I, mean, I wow. think, I think. I'm just going to expose myself Amazing. here. Um, but, like, I don't know. I think it's just kind of weird that, like, these cashiers kind of, like, are, like, so excited about this pay-it-forward chain. It's just a little strange. But, um, yeah, I think that's an interesting point about, like, everyone in the line can, like, they're not really in need, so it's kind of just, like, a nice act which is good to do, but also I think that there's nicer things that are like more important that you could be doing too. So I don't think that like, if you don't want to pay it forward, I don't think that you should feel like you're a terrible person, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's, I those mean, are my I, thoughts. Yeah. I think me, I'm just like weirdly sensitive about a lot of things. And I think about the most true. random things. Renee can attest to this. I have also like- true really odd opinions on random stuff that most people never think about and then like big issues I'm just like meh <laughs> Not, I wouldn't say big issues because I do have opinions on those but like normal things that people overthink about I just don't care so yeah that's um, true. yeah so I don't know I think and and having been a cashier that does like a charity drive so like I over the fall and like last semester not last semester I keep forgetting that last semester is now the spring semester but over the fall when we were at home I worked for a convenience store and during Christmas or the month of December they um, raise money for children's charities and then like basically this particular store like everybody pays in cash like it's just what happens so we just ask people if they want to donate their change and most of the time people say yes because people don't want a bunch of coins jingling around anyways um yeah and it is exciting. Like when at the end of the day, we've like raised such and such amount of money. Like it's really exciting. Um, I do think that's a little bit different than like a pay it forward because you're not really like raising money. You're just paying for the person behind you. And like, if the person behind you has like, or, like gets like $200,000 a year for their salary, like they don't really need your pay it forward. And I will say like, it's definitely brightening their day, I'm sure. So it's not like it's, unnecessary in the world but it's a little bit different and it does bug me that a cashier would ask you if you want to pay it forward and you know because this isn't like if a store was raising money for breast cancer awareness because those are things they do at the end of your transaction they're like would you like to pay one dollar it's not like this happens like every time like if you were to roll up to a starbucks and every single time they asked you if you wanted to pay for the person behind you that would be different, but they only do it when someone else does it first. And I just, it kind of like gives me a weird feeling because I think it's partly because of the the rare occurrence of generosity, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm. So I guess my question to you then would be like, what do you think is, is like a good form of generosity for Catholics? Like, like how can we be generous in a way it doesn't come off as like showy or prideful, you know? 
Because I think yeah. the pay it forward stuff, like, I think the problem that I have is it's just so showy. Like, it's like, yeah. oh, I paid for that. You know what I mean? So, like, so, yeah. So, what do you think? What do you think is the answer? Go, Maureen. Go, philosopher. <laughs> I don't know. And that's, like, something my siblings were saying. They're like, well, what's wrong with paying for the person behind you? And the thing is, like, I've done it myself before. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> exposed herself. I hate talking about like good deeds that I've done. Oh, anyways, but I have done it before because I was like, I want to pay for somebody's drink. And I went to a Dunkin' Donuts and I was like, hey, can I pay for the person behind me? So that's what I did. And I have no idea who they were. And I'm hoping that they like felt touched or whatever. But again, it was during Christmas because I don't really think about it any other time of the year, which I think is a bad mm-hmm. thing. Like I think it should be more more frequent. Um and I think that that act in itself is not necessarily a bad one. Um, I kind of do agree with you that it can be like showy. Um, but I think as long as you don't like post it to your social media or something, it's really just a transaction between you, the person at the window, and then the person behind you. And I think it is kind of nice that it's more of like a nuclear thing instead of uh, they get the news channel in town to come and interview the cashiers. Like, how do you feel about this pay forward chain? Like, I just think that's a little bit too much, um, especially because then, you know, it's broadcast around the county or whatever. And it's like, this town has the best Dunkin' Donuts customers. They are the nicest people. Like, oh, come on. That's just not nice to others. But I think not nice to the other Dunkin' Donuts. Well, yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Like other towns nearby, like (laughs) maybe those people were part of the pay it forward chain, but they don't get any of the recognition. I don't know. It's just, that's not, that's not the biggest issue. But I think if it were just like more isolated, like you uh, were able to like show the cashier, hey, there's still good people in the world because they get a lot of really horrible customers. And you're able to tell the person behind you, look, somebody is like thinking of you today and hoping you have a good day that's you know I think that's an okay thing um but like otherwise I think yeah I think generosity is best done when it's less made known so it's like there's this line somewhere in the bible not really sure where it's um do not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing so that you're giving maybe in secret and the idea is just like in Jesus time at least you know the Pharisees would always like announce their good deeds to the whole town and that's kind of missing the point of generosity like you don't <laughs> come home and be like guess what I did today I paid for the person behind me at Starbucks you know like it kind of diminishes the act I think um so I think it's important that you're not bragging about it that's like the number one I can't think of any off the top of my head but like you know when we're in DC like I try when I have cash and I know that I can spare it. I try and give some to the homeless people because, you know, they they need it. And it's not a bad act, I don't think. And if somebody else does see you, um, maybe they'll be inspired to do the same. But you're not doing it for the benefit of the other people, if that makes sense. Mm. I think this is just an interesting conversation to have in general. It's just to talk about, like, the different virtues and how you can appropriately display them without putting yourself like on display for others so it's not just generosity I think I mean generosity is probably falls under the category of charity but just you know you don't want to like 
be annoying about the virtues to other people. So I thought that this could go in an interesting direction if we took it and then talked about tithing at church, which is not really generosity so much, but it has to do with paying money to people. So Renee, what would you, what would you like to say about tithing? Well, first of all, for people who don't know what tithing is, it's basically just giving money to the church. Um, and I'm pretty sure you're supposed to like, technically you're supposed to give like 10% of your income to the church. Um, uh, which is interesting. I've like watched this video a while ago on like Catholic, it, they said it was like Catholic budgeting, but what it really was, was like Dave Ramsey's budgeting, like put into a Catholic perspective. So they basically just like, that's fine. Like Dave Ramsey's fine, but like, uh, wait, they were, who, like, wait, sorry, sorry. Thing- who is Dave Ramsey? Oh my gosh. For those of you who don't know who Dave Ramsey is, he's like this guy who talks about budgeting. He's the one who has like, okay, when you're in a store and like a normal family comes in and they have like an envelope of like money and they're paying from the envelope. And if you look at the envelope, the envelope has like a, like a title on it. Like, like a, like, oh, this is groceries. That is because they're doing the Dave Ramsey envelope method where you put all Ah. your cash. And yeah, it's like, it's like this whole thing. My parents kind of use it. Um, Maybe I should use it. It's yeah, it's basically a lot of it is like common sense. And a lot of it is actually like really helpful. Um, but I feel like even common sense budgeting nowadays is like not common sense for people. Like, hey, don't charge things you can't afford to a credit card. Yeah, don't do that. That's like <laughs> most people away. Um, but anyway, so like I was listening to this Catholic video about like budgeting, and they were saying that like the when you you know break up all your all your like your let's say you get your monthly paycheck, you break it up into like the sections for the envelopes, you know, like groceries, household stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like the first thing you should do is take out 10% um, for the church, um, which is probably true. That's right. And I think about that a lot because I don't do that. Um, like I'm technically making enough money now where I could like, where I should be giving money. Um, and like, as everyone knows, I'm like the stingiest person with money. Like it's so hard for me to spend she it. Is. So it's literally so annoying. Like it annoys me, like me sometimes. Um, but like, so I've been trying to work on that. Um, but I think I was also listening to my favorite, as you guys know, my favorite Catholic people at Catholic late night. Yep. Um, <laughs> and they were talking about like, it like you think when you, when you're making money, you think that when you get to a certain point, it'll be easier and you'll feel safer and you'll be able to spend it more. But what happens is, and this is so true, the more money you make, when you're already a stingy person and you start making more money, you become even stingier because you like realize what having money feels like and you don't want to lose that feeling. And it's like, so it gets even harder to give or to spend the more money you make. So you just have to like make those habits when you're poor. Um, and I would consider myself like a poor college student, you know, like when you're like not making like, you know, your annual like huge income from your real adult big girl job like you should be starting now um but also like it's hard to give to churches these days because you don't know what those churches are like there's so much scandal which is so annoying um I'm like very particular on the churches I'll give money to um but I still think that like also tithing doesn't have to be to your parish church it can be to like like, if you wanted to give money to Catholic late night, that would be considered tithing because uh, it's, like, a Catholic organization. Um, it's basically just giving money, like, to the church, like, big C church. Um, 
not I little that. parish church. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like I'm 90% sure that's true. I mean, look up everything we say. Like, we are not experts. Like, I'm not like gonna act here and say that I'm like God, but like, so like that would that would count. Um, so yeah. But okay, also like so, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just so I wanted to look up. So my job this summer, and I am a pretty stingy person, but it doesn't like because I already keep track of everything I spend but same as Renee like I'm starting to realize that like maybe I should be giving some of that money to the church I didn't know that like you should take it out first I think that's really interesting because well that's like that's like an opinion that's not yeah like, yeah that's, that's yeah, not like right, the church yeah. but right yeah but I mean, an opinion okay yeah the yeah. catholic budgeting method um <laughs> the Dave slash catholic budgeting method anyways um if Dave Ramsey was Catholic no (laughs) um I think that's interesting because like I know some people really do like live paycheck to paycheck and I find it odd that they would tell you to take 10% out first because if you genuinely get down and you like barely have any money to even like save um Mm -hmm. is that really like are you necessarily in a position where you need to give the full 10% yeah okay I thought about this a lot literally I think about this video all the time I watched like four months ago it's like crazy I think about this all the time because like their their idea of this is like that if you take your you have to give to God before you can give to yourself so like there it's like the whole like God will provide if you provide for him type of mindset so it's like you give the 10% no matter like how much you're hurting and you figure it out with the rest um I mean, which like in theory makes sense. Um, and like, I think that there's a difference between poor and like destitute poor. Like there's poor and then there's, I can't feed my family poor. Like that's very different. Right. So I think that they're also saying that this American mindset of like, like poverty is wrong because we think of as Americans, we're like, oh, I'm poor. I can't like go out to eat five nights a week. And it's, they were saying like, no like maybe you're not like rich uh but you're not like you know like you're able to feed your family you can give 10 percent. so I don't know though I mean I think it's very personal I don't know if I fully agree with that um but I I don't know like should you be giving out of each paycheck I don't know yeah I I mean what I started doing like obviously when we go to campus masses we don't well, actually, yeah, no, they the, do pass the basket sometimes, I think. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, so I guess I probably should have, but I, the way, like, my mom is great about it. She, no matter where we go to church, she always writes a check for the same amount of money. She always gives it to where, whatever church we're at, she gives her Sunday tithe. Um, I'm a little bit different. I think if I'm regularly going to one parish, then, like, that's when I should begin to provide I guess because I am regularly participating in their services but like if I was just to go to like a random church once a week like at this point I don't really think I need to give money that's my personal opinion yeah but I am okay. getting to the point yes literally dude okay I thought about this because the only reason that I'm thinking about giving to a specific church is because of the summer I've been going to St. Anthony's every week and I was like oh I should start giving the money and like that's what made me think about it that's so interesting yes I agree. Once I feel like comfortable to sort of like consider myself a parishioner, then I feel like I should probably be giving back since I'm like benefiting from the community, you know, and the priest's ministry. 
Um, so that's why I started giving to St. Francis de Sales, or at least I would try. Mm, but I also yeah. had no access to cash for a long time, and I wasn't yes! about to give them. I wasn't about to give them a full twenty, and I wasn't about to write a check for three dollars. So, yes, I feel this. Honest, I was just talking. Literally, I was just talking to my mom about this because my parents do when they give to my parish, they do the whole like electronic payment. Um, but oh. I was telling my mom what I want to do is just be able to give the cash every Sunday because it's like it'll be a routine you know and I was like but I don't have access to cash and I'm not I have like I'm not going to use my emergency cash for this and she was like well just you know set it up electronically and I was like it just doesn't feel the same so that's so funny that you say that because I agree yeah. I mean like I mean, it's St. Mary's in place, Chinatown but... has like the QR code and stuff but again I don't really want to make weekly payments of three dollars no, so so and like at this point, the thing is, I mean, for a while, so I got my first ever job um, senior year of high school and I was working very irregularly. And then uh, over the summer, I had a babysitting job. So I was working even less regularly. And then I got to CUA and mom was like, okay, so this is how it works for the Pierce family children. When you go to college, you provide for all of your own expenses. So you need to get a part-time job if you think you're going to spend more than this amount of money that you can have like as a beginner. So I got a part-time job and I actually made quite a bit of money. I had a decent salary for not very much work and I spent quite a bit of money. And then after the first year was over, I was like, okay, like right now I'm basically like spending almost everything I make. Like I'm barely like making any money over that. And I was like, this is not a sustainable way to live, but it's really hard to like, figure out how much you should be spending on things when your job is so like I've had five jobs since then like I keep getting hired and fired or not even fired but like moving places and so I keep getting new jobs with different salaries and different hours and it's so hard to like determine when it is that I need to like sit down and like start putting x amount of money away and x amount of money to the church but yeah that's the problem that I'm having too is because like every job that I get it's like a different hourly wage and it's like probably going to be temporary just like realistically so it's like really hard to have like an actual budget because and like also college is such a strange time in your life like you're like doing so good on money and all of a sudden you have to buy like 5,000 things that you like randomly need now and it's like it's like in the next two weeks you like don't spend anything and you're like what it's just such a strange time like I'm weirdly excited to actually have like a sustainable lifestyle in the sense that like things make sense (laughs) and not like I need to buy like one pack of rice it's like just like college is just so weird and you're like trying to make good habits but it's like impossible because you have like no money and no time to make those habits spoiler alert Renee it never gets sustainable I know. that's so true <laughs> I know it's like that stupid idea of like oh when I'm 25 I'll, I'll say nah you're you're so yeah. right but at least I'll have like well I guess that's probably not even true so I guess I'm just excited for something that doesn't exist so thank you so much for bringing that to my attention Maureen you're welcome. Anything for you. <laughs> Anything no. for you, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the beat in. <laughs> um, no, the reason I want to talk about this, though, like specifically on like the 
I can't think of the word with generosity. Tithing? <laughs> well, not tithing, like the oh. mindset, I guess, context okay. of generosity. First of all, some people don't agree with tithing, like people outside the church, actually, probably some people in the church. They think it's weird that, like, we weekly donate to an institution. I don't because it's such an important part of your life. And um, would you rather that they like actively fundraise? Not me. So yeah. How do you think the church is going to get money? Like, but like same thing as you, I think I'm very hesitant because, you know, maybe you don't agree with the parish priest, but like it's, or even like the church in general, like gives you kind of the creeps, like the organization, the church, not like the mission. Um, and like the bureaucracy or anything like that so you don't want to donate but I you think can it's find important. yeah yeah you can I think I don't I've never heard that like angle that you don't have to give to your parish but even if you are giving to your parish like I mean yes it is the priest's salary so in a way you're indirectly benefiting him but like but you just have to trust God on those things like, right that's exactly just, yeah and if you don't donate in some shape or form the church won't be able to continue its mission so like it won't be able to pay for yes maybe your parish priest is not a great priest but it also won't be able to pay for the ones who are actually like really great people and doing really great things and saving souls so I think that's really important exactly but I wanted to talk about it also because it's like when do you start tithing should I be tithing especially now that I like have this summer internship where I'm going to be paid quite a bit of money like when is it to a point that I'm being selfish and going out to like coffee dates with Renee and and not like taking care of my responsibilities so just very interesting to think about yeah it is yeah (laughs) and that's all folks so it is it is (laughs) Thanks for yeah. coming to our talk on generosity. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. Also, follow us on Instagram at Fiat Podcast. So that we can inspire you to be better Catholics and, and more generous. <laughs> I think, like, in general, I think America is not generous enough, like, with time, money, anything. And I think it's probably it's, true. I think it only gets worse with each generation, which I think is why Renee and I are both so stingy. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. So, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's it's hard to like overcome those predispositions. So definitely something to work on being more generous. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, also, I, big news. I deleted my personal Instagram. I didn't delete what? it. <laughs> You didn't tell me that. Oh well, my gosh. I, I wrote to you. Um, but <laughs> I wrote you a letter. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. There was I a was lot like, of- you wrote to me. <laughs> no, so I decided to uninstall it off my phone. Um I didn't, didn't delete, delete it. No, I didn't delete the account yet just because it's I okay. It's keep, a process. I wanted to keep uh, sharing. There the fiat post my personal account (laughs) epic epic yeah um but yeah so I'm I watched this like random YouTube video and felt very inspired uh (laughs) this random I've been inspiring you for months get out I'm so annoyed 
But um, yeah, I'm still posting on the Fiat podcast. It's really hard from a laptop, but I'm doing my best. Yeah, it's like um, impossible. Yeah, so I have to like re-download the app every time I want to post something, but it's fine. Um, but I'm trying to be active again on there because I'm not active on my personal. Like for a while, I just didn't, I would get like really sick of social media and frustrated with myself for being on the app. So then I would like neglect yeah. the Fiat podcast instagram but now that i only have that hopefully i'll be better about it um so yeah come over and see us at fiat podcast for lots of inspirational content <laughs> yeah you know it's funny you bring that up because i was literally on a walk while well, i was walking i wasn't on a walk but i was walking someplace today and like my sewing and doing account has like over a hundred followers now and i was like ew like i just want to delete it i'm like Egh. but i like like share like it's I hate social media so much. So addicting. But go follow our social media because ours is cool (laughs) and fun and hip and not cringe at all. All right. That's all we have today. Yep. So we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Thanks.